Jerry's Hall Show. Five, roll tape. Four, cue Jerry. Three, bring audio up. Two, stand by. One, play intro. Stay tuned for the Terry Soul Show, Soltissimo, on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 and 1220 AM, KSLM. Well, good morning, and welcome to our weekend show on Salem's original radio station, KSLM AM and FM. I am your host, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. We are out on location today, and uh, joining me in, uh, I was going to say in the studio, but out here in the beautiful sunshine is my whole, buddy, Baron Robinson. How whole, you doing? whole different studio out I'm here. I'm telling you, this is a beautiful studio out here, isn't it? I'm not sure where the sound walls are at. <laughs> <laughs> there are none. There are none. Um, let's tell people where we're at. Well, we're on River Road. We're actually right in front of the SMI building because they are the title sponsor for KaiserFest. The big guys. The big guys. In fact, the big guy's with us. Okay. We're going <laughs> to chat with him in just a second. What's happening is it's KaiserFest is taking place uh, this entire weekend, and there's a parade that uh, probably started about maybe seven minutes ago, yeah. and it's going to take a few minutes before it gets down to, to our end of it. But we invite you to come on out. A lot of people have their, their chairs out, and they're getting ready to watch. The first thing that's going to go by is the pet parade, the mayor's pet parade. Yeah, and the smart people are on the other side of the road because there's shade over there. you got me over here on the sunny side, Terry. Well, that's, that's because... Jackie set it up. Oh, it's I Jackie. told her to give us an air-conditioned booth, and she sticks me right directly in the sun. You know, I'm pretty sure it's not Jackie's fault. I'm pretty sure it's because SMI is on this side of the road. I like to blame Jackie anyway. <laughs> you can't blame Jackie anyway. Okay. So, who's our guest? Uh, well, I know Don from a number of chamber events, but I'm not exactly positive what Don... Uh, Don told me his title is he is the brand ambassador for SMI. What is your actual title, Don? I'm the director of business development. That sounds a lot more impressive. Uh, it does. And, and what do you what do you what do you do? So I make friends and have fun, and he gets paid to drink coffee with people. Yeah. Well, now there you go. There you go. Yeah, it's a tough job, but somebody has to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about SMI. What what is SMI? So SMI is short for Shelter Management Inc. We've actually got um, four businesses under the SMI umbrella. We've got the real estate company where all our agents hang out, uh, commercial, residential, all classes of real estate. They help people buy and sell. Then we've got the property management company, which does property management on classes. And then we've got SMI Capital, which is a, a commercial loan brokerage company. And then we have SMI Fund Management, which is a, a company that allows you to um, disengage from owning property, but still have all the benefits of owning. So you turn the property into the fund and become a, a shareholder in the now, fund. You guys are like one-stop shopping there. You do it yeah. all. If you put a K in front of there, KSMI, you'd have a radio station. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You was funny that last one, you said it was the it was the fund. I thought you said the fun. The fund. I'm like, that's the, that's the one I want to work for. It's yeah, the no, fund. Fund management. Fun. Yeah. I like the fund management. That sounds great. It is fun. That, well, that's my job. I'm the fund manager. Yeah, you're the fund manager. So I'm, we're starting to see SMI signs all over town now. Mm -hmm. And it seems like in the last year, uh, they just, they're popping up everywhere on yeah. office buildings, uh, apartment complex. The apartments that are going up all over town are crazy. Yeah, well, we're still, I mean, I think we could build apartments, you know, 50 a day for the next 10 years and we'd still be behind the need. And really? so, so there is a demand for residential apartment complexes, uh, you know, all through the state, but certainly Portland down in the Eugene area where most of the population is. So if somebody has an apartment uh, or, or a rental house or something and they don't want to go through the day-to-day -day headaches, they pick up the phone and they call you and you yeah. say, we'll go through your headaches. Yeah, yep. Uh, especially now with all the laws that, that change all the time, and it's very hard to 
keep up so we have a suite of lawyers on speed dial so we don't break any rules. So does Baron. Yeah. He's got a speed of lawyers on speed dial, too, to but that's me, a whole other story. keep me out of trouble. That's a whole other story. They keep us story. out of trouble, that's for sure. <laughs> well, that's good. How long have you been with the company? Uh, just over two years. Two yeah. years in March. Having fun? Yeah, it's really a great job. It's one of the best jobs I've ever had in uh, the civilian world. Really? So I appreciate it. Yeah. So you say the civilian world. I take it you were in the uh, the military or yeah, public? Yeah, I was in the military for 30 years. Thanks for your service. Sure. Thank you, man. Appreciate yeah. it. What part of the military? So I started in the Marines and did that for 10 years, got up active duty and joined the Oregon Army Guard and did yeah. that for 20 years. Did you uh, go overseas quite a bit? Uh, not too much. Um, when I was in the Marines, went to Okinawa and South Korea for six months. And then uh, I, I took one of the first units to deploy since World War II in uh, 99 to yeah. Saudi Arabia to inf- help enforce the southern no-fly zone. And then went with Task Force um, Went to Task Force Phoenix with the uh, 41st Infantry Brigade Combat Team in 06, 07 Good to Afghanistan. You. Good for you. Once a Marine, always, always a Marine, Marine right? Yeah. yeah. Is that true? <laughs> All right. Now we're getting oh, – has the parade started? A lot of it started. We got the police officers coming I'm by. I'm telling you, four or five uh, motorcycle units just went by, and this one's going the wrong way. But uh, they're, they're still out there and trying to get all the roads closed off here so that the uh, the parade can go by here uh, without any issues. Yeah, I'm seeing more lights come our way, Terry. Are you? Yeah, I, that one up there, he says something on the speaker is saying, where's Terry's soul? Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Tell him I'm hiding in the SMI building. There you go. <laughs> tell him in the SMI building. <laughs> That's hey, good. Just out of curiosity, Don, uh, so you talk about apartment complexes, which mm-hmm. there's definitely a need for that. But I noticed that on Cordon Road, where the mushroom plant used to be, there's a massive development going over there. How involved are you guys in that thing? Um, I don't think on the property side we're quite involved yet. It depends on who that developer is and who their normal company is that they use. Uh, but Gabe Johansson, the owner of you know of the whole thing, I might be the big dog, but he's or the big guy, but he's the big dog. He's the big yeah. guy. Um, he is called all the time about where should properties be developed, who should be doing it, what size should they be. So he, he does a lot of just helping developers figure out where, when, how many units, you know, all I, that kind of stuff. I had to sit, I had a chance uh, sometime back to sit in this meeting, and this guy was showing this map of, uh, it, was, it was Josh K was doing the presentation. Okay, yeah. And he's showing a map of Salem, like an aerial view, mm-hmm. and there's all these little, little, tiny, little, tiny pockets. And he's like, well, they're going to put four houses there and seven houses there. So, you guys are literally looking for any small pocket to start putting housing, right? Uh, the real estate guys help their investors do that, yeah. Because, you know, you're, especially in Kaiser, you know, you're bound by the freeway, you're bound by the river, you're bound by the farms, you're bound by Salem. Yeah. And so, uh, really, for Kaiser, the only place to go is north, and then you're getting into farmland, and we can't really afford to, you know, not have more farms, right? So, or have less farms. I moved to I moved to Kaiser in the late '90s, and for the longest time, there was this spot on the top of the hill that was like this guy's farm, and the whole town built around it. And now there's apartments going there. Yeah, that must take it forever to get that guy convinced to actually sell that little piece of property. Well, I don't know all the details, but a lot of times, like behind our house, it was a big, big vacant lot, so it was nice. And uh, the lady that lived right up on McLeod, it was hers, and the kids just waited for her to pass, and then they sold the property, and the houses went in lickety-split. So it yeah. could have been a situation like that, but yeah, that's Clutch Industries, and they're doing a great job building building those apartments. They, they really do a good job on stuff. So you said earlier that if, if, they, if they put up 40 or 50 units a day, 
we're still not even close to being adequate for where we need to be for well, an area this size? Two things. I'm Irish, so I exaggerate. <laughs> and I'm Marine, so I tell sea stories. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are behind on on. So is anything, to live. is anything you've told us the truth so far, then? As far as you know, yeah. Okay, good. He's a Marine. Be nice. <laughs> He'll break you in two. <laughs> so you're saying that, that if, if they did put in 40 or 50 units, we're still a day. We're still behind, though, right? Yeah, it's it's really uh, it's just how it is. I mean, you know, the downturn back in 08, 09, right? A lot of construction companies went out of business, and then it right. takes a while for those guys either to forget the, how bad it was and start up again or for the younger guys to come in and think that they can do it. And, and so for a while, things just kind of sat, and the population grew, and, and, you know, we have issues with having enough residential units for everybody to right. move into who's who's one of the biggest developers in our area uh that's probably a better gabe question than me um i know randy killian's really doing a good job um building property up um our, our sponsor don lule has got stuff going up all over the place oh yep um another one is rich duncan but i don't think he does apartments but he's doing a lot of a lot of stuff i see right. him all over the place he's a re and he's a really good guy good contractor i noticed that downtown on the mall uh it looks like a donkey's doing it but they're putting apartments yeah to, to try to yeah. i think they're trying yeah, to where the old nordstrom's building yeah was. what is yeah. that what's going in there is that going to yeah. be apartments yeah it's going to be apartments uh gabe was consulted on that and he helped those guys figure out how to do it and is that just kind of a way of trying to revitalize downtown? Yeah, what we really need in downtown is a is a grocery store so that people can and not that just, Safeway. Well, the Safeway is fine. It's just too far away. Right, right. right. So downtown, you'd want something like like a mini Safeway or a mini Ross or something where you can go in and get all the groceries you need. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because now that you don't even they don't even care if you have parking for your apartments in downtown Salem. They don't have. They don't. They're not making you allocate apartment uh, parking. Really. Spaces. That's what I was told. Yeah. Well, and that's got to be really challenging because there's already one that went in near the U.S. Bank and now the one that they're building. And so you're building apartments that are four stories that yeah. just quite a few units. But then where are those people going to park once they rent that apartment? Well, the idea is that, you know, they walk wherever they go and they Uber. And I think Salem's getting a little ahead of themselves on that. But because um, people in Oregon, you know, have their cars and their trucks and. That might work in L.A. or Seattle, but not yeah. in Salem. I, you know, so we'll have to see how it goes. There is going to be parking there. It's just not going to be a lot of parking. Yeah. Like you would see in, in the apartment complex behind us. Everybody's got a couple of spots, and then there's visitor spots. Well, and, even in the one that used to be, um, well, for the long time, I think it was just vacant. was that old Bonneville Power, and it was vacant forever, and now it's got apartments, but the bottom is actually parking. They left that bottom for parking. Yeah, so I really like the bottom uh, for commercial use, whether it's light uh, retail or, you know, something like that, and then apartments on top. So right. then, then people shop where they live instead of going out where they, exactly. where they have to have a car or some kind of transportation. So what you're so. saying is they can put in, I don't know, 40 or 50 parking places a day, and there's still not enough. Well— I don't know about did you, did you catch where I was going with that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Baron, again, where are we at? So we're on River Road. We are waiting for the parade to catch up with us, but we're at Kaiser Fest Parade. I think there's today and then tomorrow, so Kaiser Fest is not done yet. And for the listeners that don't know, the title sponsor for Kaiser Fest the last two years, this year and last year. And right? the next eight years. And the next eight years. Wow, you guys are Really? Yeah, we gave a 10-year commitment. Nice. So, so SMI is very committed to Kaiser Fest. Yeah. Gabe Johansson's a McNary boy and, you know, Kaiser kid. 
So, you know, this is our community, so we want to make sure yeah. it's... Well, and how long have you guys been in this location? Uh, before my time, but I'd say 10 years would be a good guess. I'm really? Not sure, that, actually. Long, that long? Yeah, we've been around for since 76, so whatever okay. the math is on that, like okay. 47 years now, I think. Yeah. Okay. Now, I will tell you, Terry, that the most exciting thing right now is this lady in the middle of the road, this, this police officer is trying to get the people to actually turn because they won't turn. Yeah, but every do you notice, though, they won't turn until her backup shows up, and then they turn real uh, fast. Yeah, Dawn wasn't out here, but she's diligently trying to get people to turn off from the road, and then this motorcycle cop comes flying up with this very definite gesture, and they then they turn. They turn real fast. <laughs> something turned. about a ticket book in his hand kind of helped, <laughs> you know, a little bit. It turned real quick there. Yeah. Well, we're going to be out here throughout the the hour here waiting for it. The pet parade has begun, uh, we're being told, and uh, they should be coming down through our area here pretty quick there. And then immediately following that will be the Kaiserfest parade. And uh, everybody's lined up along the streets here. They've got their chairs out there, and they're just kind of waiting for it to happen, Baron. Yep. And I have been – so last year um, I was actually in the parade with kicking cancer. We had a, we had a, a float, or we walked, but – I was told 30,000 people show up for this parade. Really? I, that wouldn't be surprising. Uh, Corey Filardo, the executive director of the Kaiser Chamber, uh, told us that there's 40,000 people that come to Kaiser Fest yeah. you know, over the weekend. Not 40,000 yeah. in one day, but, right. but maybe 30,000 in one day. Because yeah. Kaiser Fest was really, really well attended last year. And the, the rides great. guy did double what he thought he would do on kid on the kid rides yeah so it was really well done well i know that you know as king and cancer was trying to get our name out there it was the best one of the best money we spent last year just to rapidly get people to see us mm-hmm. in this parade it's a, it's a well-attended parade yeah and then it's, it's most of the activities are taking place down at the kaiser rapids park Rapids park okay. yeah that's where the all the vendor booths are the the big kaiser fest tent um the rides a lot of um, concerts going on there. Yeah, concerts all day long, different bands and stuff. Right. And big ones tonight. Cornhole. The big yeah, ones tonight. Yeah. And then there's a cornhole tournament and all kinds of stuff. Just got to get on the website and look at the different yeah. different things. That's so going for those on. for those listeners that are familiar with the band JFK, they're oh. very very they are they they draw a crowd tonight. Yeah. Hey, we are just about out of time for this segment. Uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to be back here broadcasting live from Kaiserfest. Um, we're out in, actually right out in front of the SMI building on River Road. And uh, we'll be back in just a couple of You're minutes. You're listening to the Terry Soul Show, Saltissimo, on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 and 1220 AM KSLM. Hi, this is Marianne. I mean, Dawn Wells. You know, if I had a radio on that island, you know who I'd be tuned into? Terry Salt. Hey, this is Donny Osmond. Join my buddy Terry Salt. The guy oh, is man. totally not normal, yeah. but hey, you gotta love him. We're back in We're five, when we four, two, Terry, two, one, you're on. You'd think that guy would have something better to do. Every time I'm with you, he comes like, on there and he has to put his two cents in. Right before we start talking, Donnie's got to talk about you. He's just got to put his two cents in. You know, doesn't, doesn't he have a, a career? Apparently not. His career, is, his career is mocking you now. Well, you know what? He does a good job of this. <laughs> hey, uh, we are broadcasting live from the Kaiser Fest Parade route. We're on River Road that hasn't gotten down to us yet. Um, weather-wise, today's sunny with the highs around 89 degrees. Look out tomorrow, sunny and hot. Highs are on 99, which means it's going to hit 100. Yep. Um, Monday, sunny and hot, 105. And Tuesday, 
sunny and hot, 101 degrees. Currently right now, outside where we are right now, we have 73 degrees. Not a cloud in the sky. It's just beautiful it's actually, out here. This is great weather. Yeah. So what are you doing? You're, you're here with, uh, are you with Kicking Kaiser today? You were surf pro. You have so many hats. Like, I, I do. Track, huh? I do. I, well, usually I'm here with you because, um, you know, I'm not even sure why you let me in the studio four years ago. We're outside on the street. I had no choice. I, so four years ago, I met you because I was starting King Cancer, and I've been with you several times because King Cancer. But, um, you know, I had to get a job that actually paid some money. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my pay. Yeah, I got to do that too one of these days. <laughs> so my paying job is I work with Surpro, um, and I guess I'm kind of like what Don does. I'm a brand ambassador for for a franchise uh, called Team McGinnis, or Nick McGinnis owns it. Um, Surpro is franchises, and we own six franchises, eight and a half counties. And so part of my job is to get on the public with uh, parades and things like that. So today I'm wearing my Surpro hat. Okay, so what does Surpro do? We are a water fire restoration company. So you think about the uh, you know the person who their dishwasher overflowed or their washing machine, the water came out, and now you got standing water on the floor. You got to get that water off. You need to get off faster than you know as fast as possible because then the the wood starts warping and mold right. starts occurring. Um, and then I. Uh, I work alongside the fire departments a lot because you want to get to a fire as quick as possible just to kind of help that family through that tragedy. And I've seen some, unfortunately, some really horrific fires. Mm. But it's exciting to go back several months later and and give them their keys to their beautiful new house, right? Because <laughs> you've got to get all the crap out. You get all that burnt stuff. All right, the, right. And then once you get all the crud out, then you begin to rebuild the house. Nice. And, and I still remember I went to this fire in December. It was a it was a disastrous fire. And then early June, I went with the project manager and I just brought a housewarming gift as we gave them their keys and just the look on their face to see this house completely rebuilt was just heartwarming. That's neat. Yeah. I almost called you the other night. Uh, two nights Hopefully ago. Hopefully it wasn't something bad. It was. Okay. It, 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 it was something that just changed my life. Forever. Oh. Well, you were going to call me something I, bad. Well, I did because <laughs> you never showed up. But uh, I opened the, the, the front door to walk out uh, of my house, and I was eye-to-eye with a three-foot-long snake. Oh, my stars. Now, I don't do snakes. I've told you that before. I'll wrestle an alligator, but I don't even want to look at a snake. And he just sat there, and he's looking at me, and I'm looking at that, and it's like, Where's Baron when I need him? Just for the record, Surpro does not get rid of snakes for you. Well, then what the hell good would you have done? Fire, water, restoration. And, and I don't like snakes either, Terry. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I'm telling you. And so uh, what, you know what I ended up doing? The, the little girl across from me. She's oh, yeah, about, get the little girl involved. She's about eight years old. And I go, hey, you see that snake there? She goes, oh, yeah, you want me to get it? You're, you're okay picking it up? Yeah. So she picked it up. I said, no, take it home give it to your mother. Oh, my so God. So she left. Wow. But uh, I, don't, I don't do snakes. No, I... I have an aunt and uncle in Utah, and they have pet snakes. They they actually have no, snakes. No, 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 no. That's so wrong. That is so wrong. I I remember going to visit them when my cousins were little, and we were all little. And you know, when you grow up, they grew up with these snakes as pets, and so they had no problem picking them up and holding them. And I'm like, this is just not okay with me. But it's not right. Yeah, I I. I don't, I don't like snakes either, Terry. I'm right there with you. All right, so what else is going on? Who's the Grand Marshal of the parade? This is really cool. I was just looking here in the magazine. The Grand Marshal, um, her name is Linda Baker. And for, looks like, 18 years, she was the head of the McNary High School Theater Arts Program. Okay. And then she also helped start, it says 2012, um, she and another former student started the Kaiser Homegrown Theater. 
Nice. And I've actually gone to a couple of their plays. They're really, really fun plays. It's just a small town theater plays. Mm -hmm. So the Grand Marshal is um, not a political figure, which happens quite often. Right. It's, it's, a, it's a former teacher, a retired teacher. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So she'll be in the parade, which, uh, from what we're, we're being told, the parade has started. It's just we're down so far down on River Road here uh, towards the end of the parade route. Yeah. That it's going to take a little bit before it gets down to us. But there's there's still lots of, lots of people across the street with their chairs out. They're down the street. They have their chairs out. And uh, they're, they're waiting. Yeah. They've got all the roads uh, on River Road are blocked off, so you can't go either way there. And the uh, Kaiser's got their finest out here. Actually, they have some, some Woodburn police and some Salem police out here, too, um, helping take care of them. How you doing? Hey there, buddy. And um, so they, they, uh, they've got everything blocked off, and we're just getting waiting here, waiting for it to come by. Yep. Well, you know, I'm going to switch hats here for you a second because we were talking about Surpro, but we're actually on the corner of River and Beber. And uh, if we could actually walk Candy Corner through, um, Kicking Cancer has a store now. We have a Kicking Cancer store for our shirts, a Kicking Cancer apparel store. Okay. Um, we're behind the Physique Fitness near the Bymart, and we share that space with Noah Cool and Cool Disc. So when you walk in, there's a whole bunch of disc golf stuff, and mm -hmm. anyone can go over to 3737 Cherry Avenue and buy a Kicking Cancer shirt now. Cool. Hey, how did you how did you do with the? Uh, they had a big golf tournament here in in Kaiser yesterday. Did you participate in it? I didn't participate, but Sir Pro did sponsor a hole. We had the the seventeenth hole, and for anyone that's seen Sir Pro stuff, it's really bright lime green. It's kind of Sir Pro's colors. Mm -hmm. And I I looked at my boss and I said I've got an idea, um, which he was fine with, and so. The 17th hole is a par three, and so we told people if you could get on the green, that's a hard hole. If you can get on the green, then you win a green kicking cancer shirt. Oh, nice! I only gave ten of them away. <laughs> only ten? <laughs> I only huh? gave ten away. You know, out of like 80 people or 90 yeah. people, most of them couldn't even get on the green. But hey, well, we've got a minute. Let's talk a little bit about kicking cancer. You guys, uh, you and your sister Brenda. By the way, she's in Arizona right now. What's the temperature down there? Oh, right now it's probably about 120 degrees. Oh, Brenda, yeah. come home. Yeah, Brenda got up early. I talked to her, and she gets up early to do her exercises because it gets hot so much later in the you day. You think? I know, right? It was probably only 110 when she got up. Uh, there was one day that her, <laughs> there was one day that her um, air conditioning broke. Uh-oh. Hey, we're out of time, but uh, stick around. We're going to be back in just a minute or so. You're listening to the uh, weekend show. My guest is Baron. And we're out here at the parade for Kaiserfest. Back in You're listening to the Terry Soul Show, Soltissimo, on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 and 1220 AM KSLM. Hi, this is Marianne. I mean, Dawn Wells. You know, if I had a radio on that island, you know who I'd be tuned into? Terry Soul. Hey, this is Donny Osmond. Join my buddy Terry Salt. The guy is totally not normal, <laughs> but hey, you gotta love him. We're back in five, four, Q Terry, two, one, you're on. You know, I never. You get, gotta love him. You I gotta never, love him. I never get invited to his show to introduce him like that. <laughs> Why does he have to come over here and butt in on my that's show? Two in a row. Yeah, well, that's too, too many. <laughs> hey, we are back. This is the weekend show on Salem's original radio station, KSLM AM and FM. I am your host, Terry Saul, and Baron has joined us. Weather-wise, today, it's going to be a warm one. Highs around 89 degrees. Hold on, because tomorrow's sunny and hot. Highs around 99, and then Monday, look out. 105 degrees on Monday. Holy 101 cow. degrees on Tuesday. Currently... 
Uh, as we sit outside here, it's uh, sitting right around 73 degrees, which is perfect weather, I think. And I think you mentioned the last segment's 120 in Yuma, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we are here and not in Yuma, Arizona, where your sister is. Yeah, hi, Brenda. Thank you. So we have a lot of uh, a lot of folks sitting here lining the streets right now as they're getting ready for the parade. The parade has started down on the uh, – it starts at Shamala and River Road, and by the time it works its way down here – uh, we'll probably be off the air, but uh, yeah. it's coming down our direction. The prep parade is followed immediately by the yeah. the big parade. There, so I, it's going to be a lot of fun. I keep my eyes out for the pet parade. Hopefully, we'll see it up here soon. Hey, there's something that uh, I wanted to ask you about. I, I read uh, an article the other day about this this firefighter using their foam or their their apparatus or something could cause cancer. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's, it's interesting because with the two different hats that I wear. Um, with King and Cancer and doing that for five years and now working along Surpro, I work with a lot of the firefighters and Chief Russell here in town. And um, if you think about your typical tick, stick house where it's wood, water will put that out. But mm-hmm. if it's an electrical fire, water won't put that out. So they've developed this foam. And like you were saying, they also use a lot of airports uh, for those emergency landings. But that foam to put the fire out is very carcinogenous, and it puts the firefighters at risk for cancer. In fact, I pulled an article up while we were on break. Cancer is the leading cause of death for firefighters. Seriously? Yeah. So it's interesting how what I did for five years with cancer has really tied into what I do with Surpro now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you also said something about uh, firefighters, when they when they go back to the fire station, they put their helmet uh, between their legs as they're, as they're getting themselves under and that's not a good sign? No. So, it, so What's many, that all about? Well, so much of the public, you're going to see a firefighter, and they call it turnouts, but it's, right. it's that gear that they have, right? Right. And so they're at a fire. Um, they've got their helmet, all their stuff on, and they come back. Well, all that stuff has been exposed to the chemicals. Okay. And, and especially the firefighters have been around for a while. They're trying to teach these younger kids that once you take the turnout off and your helmet off and you try to get the rest of your gear off, a lot of these younger guys are taking that helmet and they're kind of squeezing it between their legs just to hold it in place. Right. And that exposes everything that's on the helmet to your genital region. Right. Um, and the cancers that hit the firefighters the most is bladder cancer, prostate cancer, that region of the body. And so it's really not a good idea to put your helmet there, guys. I asked, I asked my son Ryan, who's a firefighter. He's a paramedic and a firefighter. And I asked him, he says, why don't you clean your turnouts? And he goes, no, you're not supposed to do that. That's a sign that you... I've been a firefighter. You're doing your job. You don't want to go in there and, and be sparkly clean for the next fire. No, you, you leave the dirt on there. Well, that might be... Uh, Changing. It might be a code that they've lived by for years, but yeah. I think that as they're discovering that it's not the best thing to do, right? that you know, hopefully that is beginning to change. You, you, you can leave... If you want to leave the dirt and the soot, that's one thing, but then you're also leaving the chemicals that you use to put those fires out on your, on your turnouts, which is then exposing your body to it over and over again. Um, anyone that has followed kicking cancer for any length of time, our, our Facebook page, um, we change the profile every month. It's somebody that we're honoring here in town. And currently, it's a gentleman named Tony Ling for 20 years. He was a firefighter here in Kaiser. He's now retired. Um, and after retiring, he found that he had bladder cancer. Oh, really? So we're honoring him for his fight with bladder cancer. Um, we did a charity softball game the end of June between the firemen and the policemen, and Tony threw their first pitch out. Nice. Won the game. That is a great story. So we had decided that at five runs we would switch sides. So the firemen started out great just 
five runs, boom, and we switched sides. Slowly, the policeman chipped away at the lead. What do you and, mean switch sides? So, so you got the the. It's a softball game. Yeah, so the the firemen are batting. Okay. But they got five runs. We just didn't want it to be just a wipeout. We said, okay, so you guys are okay. done batting. So then, then the policeman came up to bat, <clears throat> and funny little joke the fireman played on the policeman when the first policeman came to bat i looked down and there's something on home plate they had put a box of donuts <laughs> on home plate waiting for that first cop to come up and throw the swing the bat that was so funny Terry. did he eat the donuts he did eat the donut good, for, it was him. A good, donut. good for him <laughs> and the first pitch i i watched it and on that he just made that ball explode. They pitched a donut. The first pitch was actually a donut at yeah, the, at the yeah. cops. But as they started the last inning, the the firemen were ahead. It was 12 to 11. The firemen were ahead. The, the police officers put somebody on first. The next guy hits a triple to drive that run in. Wow. So now it's tied. The only female on either side was a female police officer named Brittany. And she came up and hit a walk-off single so the cops won the game 13 to 12. Wow. It was really a lot of fun. Wow. And they had so much fun that it's going to be an annual event out Good. of we call it the Battle of the Badges. There you go. So. I, uh, I actually threw the first pitch out out of Volcano Game uh, that you set me up with. Yeah, last year. Last year. Yeah. And uh, you know, you'd be surprised how far pitcher's mount to home plate is. Was that fun for you, though? Well, yeah, after I threw it, I had to run back out there and pick it up halfway and throw it again. <laughs> but, yeah. And, you know, it's amazing because you see a catcher and he'll, he'll catch the ball and he'll lob it to second base. Which is Good God, I couldn't a, even get it back to the pitcher's mount. Well, and you think about those pitchers and how how fast they're throwing that ball, right? Right. And you're like how far it was just to throw it. It's just it's amazing. So. Yeah. So what else is kicking cancer got coming up? Uh, we have our second charity golf tournament at the end of the month. We're going over to Corvallis down at Tristine Tree. So there is actually still room to go to kicking-cancer.org to our events tab and sign up as a team. So we have our second charity golf tournament coming up. Are you doing any more of those uh, rolling around in the mud that you like to do? Sadly, I don't know why, but they stopped doing it up in the Portland area. So why? Br- um, my guess is just economics, you know, how much it must cost to rent that big chunk of property. Um, but Brent and I have been doing some research. We found something else we can do. So we will do it next year. And I did buy three tickets for next year. There's one for me, one for Brenda, one for you. To do what? Roll in the mud. You're coming with us. I'll go with you and broadcast. <laughs> if you, you think I'm going to get down there. First of all, if I get down in the mud, you're going to need to help out, me back up. Um, I don't get up as easy that, as that could be. Do. That could be an interesting broadcast. Uh, you go, I hey, don't look, Barry so. to Brenner in the mud. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> but we will do something next year. We just right. we didn't do it this year because they just made some changes. But. All right. You uh, you and I have done some stuff around. We've done some, a few things remote broadcasting around. Yeah, I think the one that was super fun was when we were actually in the broadcast booth out there at Volcano State. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? And I, and I told the, the folks at the Volcano Stadium, if it comes down to where you need somebody to go out there and do a relief pitcher, just, just say the word. I'll go out and do it. There you go. They never said the word. I don't say they didn't call you. <laughs> no, they really <laughs> didn't. Hey, can we circle back for a second on the firemen? Yeah, go for it. I, I found an article that I thought would be intriguing for the listeners. Um, there was a House bill passed. It's House Bill 4113, and it extended the cancer coverage for firefighters here in Oregon. Okay. So the law expanded the list of cancers under state law considered as occupational diseases for firemen. So if a fireman gets bladder cancer 
or and they're actually saying uh, gynecological. So any any cancer in that region, whether it be prostate, testicular, anything in that region, mm-hmm. that this bill then covers the cost for these firefighters. That's kind of cool. But that's for paid firefighters, right? And that is the one downside is this is for paid firefighters. You have had a guest on your show named Mark Kramer who actually does uh, like a supplemental cancer insurance. Right, right. And I've I've been able to hook Mark up with a number of the fire departments. And so he goes in and talks to the volunteers and go, look, the state will provide this for you. But if you're a volunteer, you should look at some alternatives. Why, and why is that? I mean, the volunteers are going in there just as much as the paid people are. Matter of fact, they're probably sending the volunteers in there first. They probably are. Why, why is it that they're not being covered? Yeah, my, my only guess, because I'm trying to scan this article to find that answer for you, but my only guess is that it's probably just an economics thing when they think about how many firefighters there are, and they say it's going, well, we, we're going to cut this off someplace, so they probably use paid as... But it, but it shouldn't matter how many there are. I mean, they're still, they're still running into that burning building you are, to try to you save... You are preaching to the choir right now, whether it be cancer or surpro, either one of them. I am 100% with you there on that one, Terry. All right. So it does say here, as firefighters, this is actually a quote. He says, as firefighters, we know the inherent risk of our job. Cancer is a leading cause of death for firefighters. We have taken steps to reduce our exposure to the things that cause cancer. But as a profession, we still have the highest prevalence of cancer by the public. Hmm. So, you know. Thank you, Miss. All the firefighters for what you do to to help our houses. And, they are the heroes. Yeah, and you know, and with my job with Surpro now, I show up. A lot of times I'll show up and they're still there, and I'm very respectful. I keep my distance. I like to do their job, and as they're finishing their job, then I want to go talk to that homeowner and go, "What can I do? How can I help you with Surpro rebuild that house? How can we get it back to the way it was?" And that's a traumatic moment for that family. It certainly is. I mean, the, the, uh, a fire is, is just. It's horrible. It's yeah. just horrible. Yeah. I went to one uh, just a few days ago out in Amity, and it was 11 o'clock when the fire started. A.M.? P.M. That's critical. <laughs> it was 11 o'clock P.M., and it's it's a farm. So there's three houses on the farm. The kids had two of the houses, and then Mom and Ed had the other one. And the fire, it was a two-story house. The fire starts on the bottom. Above it was the master bedroom, which is where Mom was. And one of the kids calls, and Mom's not waking up because she's asleep. Mm. So that kid called the other kid. They went over and woke mom up before she uh, burned. Wow. Hey, we need to take a break. We'll be back. You're listening to The Weekend Show on 104.3 FM, 1220 AM. We are KSLM. Back for our final segment. You're listening to The Terry Soul Show, Soltissimo, on Salem's original radio station, 104.3 and 1220 AM, KSLM. Hey, this is Donny Osmond. I just want to say congratulations to my buddy Terry Saul. Terry is going to be opening up for BJ Thomas for a few shows. Good job, Terry. Way to go, dude. We're back in five, four, cue Terry. Two, one, you're on. Way to go, dude. Way to go, dude. Way to go, dude. <laughs> we are back in our final few minutes of today's show. Our guest has been Baron Robinson. He's been joining us. Today we are broadcasting live from River Road in Kaiser where they're having the... Uh, 
Uh, Kaiserfest, the parade has already begun down at the other end of town. It's I, working its I, way down. I keep looking. I don't see anything yet. It's apparently. working its way down here, so it should be here fairly soon. A lot of folks lining the streets here, and uh, we are in perfect spot here. We're right in front of the, the SMI building here. Speaking of the SMI building, we, we have, have the uh, the head honcho from the SMI Corporation, yeah. right, Gabe? Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, Gabe. How you doing? Great. How are you? I'm doing A-OK. You know, this is perfect spot. Thank you for letting us come down here and uh, take over your front porch here, really. <laughs> Absolutely. So what, what do you do with SMI? Oh, we're a real estate brokerage and property management company. We've been around since 1976 and uh, yeah, proud to serve the Kaiser community and be part of the Kaiser Fest this year. Now, I understand that you're going to be involved with the Kaiser Fest for the next several years, correct? Yeah, we've made a commitment to be the title sponsor for a decade. So hopefully it'll go longer than that. But uh, yeah, we'll try it out for 10 years and see how it goes. Nice, <laughs> nice. All righty. Um, Baron, you have something with them? What's that? Oh, I thought you, had, you were. No, asking. I was just saying great. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were cutting out a little bit on this. No, disagreeing with you guys. So, before you started the SMI business, what did you do? You know, my family has been in the Salem area since the late '80s. We were actually in the car business. We uh, had the Nissan dealership over on Market Street. Okay. And when my dad decided to retire, a good friend of mine who owned SMI at the time invited me in to teach me real estate and. Um, you know, I guess it was just part of God's plan that uh, I would I would end up in the real estate business. I'm glad, so. I'm glad you clarified that because I was I was just mentally doing the math going 1976. Holy cow! How old are you? Yeah, so you I, start this when you're like two years old. No, no, it's been passed down actually for generations, and I uh, I, I am the current owner. But uh, the company was founded uh, by a couple of gentlemen in 1976, and uh, yeah, so I've I've been with SMI since 2012. Okay. Yep. And you're the, you you are the owner of the company. Right I now? am the owner of the company. How many, how many employees do you have working for you? Uh, in the management side, we have about a hundred employees. Seriously. And on the brokerage side, we have about fifty uh, real estate brokers. That yeah. many people. Yeah, yeah. you guys you, are definitely taking over Salem. I your see your signs, signs are everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> I hear that uh, a lot. As a matter of fact, I came by the staging unit there, and I saw about five or six of your vehicles down there in the staging for the parade. Yeah. So you're going to be taking yeah. over the parade too. We're leading the parade. Now, yeah. Here's the way I look at: it. if you put a K at the beginning of SMI, That's you can have your own radio station. There you go. KSMI. KSMI. Hey, don't give me any ideas. <laughs> Just as long as you hire who gave you the idea. Okay. All right. I thought That's you were retiring. Who, me? Yeah. Well, I wasn't planning. Do you know something I don't know? No. Did, did you read the memo I didn't read? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we expecting in this parade? You any idea? You know, um, my team has done a great job of planning most of this without me this year. So I, I'll be as surprised as you are. But I hear we have seven or eight vehicles coming through our trailer and golf cart. And we have probably about 20 people handing out candy. And Really? Yeah, we're, we're really when, excited. To when be you part say of this. your team uh, handled this without talking to you. In other words, stay out of it. Stay out of our way. <laughs> exactly. That's the way it works, right? Stay out of the way, will you? Let we've, us handle it. We've got great people. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't do what we do without awesome employees. Yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, learned a long time ago, Gabe, that the success we I see in life, they've got an idea and they hire people smarter than them to, to run it and then they're then they let them do it and they you know if something's going really, really wrong then they're gonna fix it. But you've obviously done a great job of developing a good team around you. Yeah, they are they're a brilliant team. They work hard and uh, yeah, it's property management specifically is uh you know, that's that's a hard business. So oh, yeah. they, they do a really, really good job. I'm proud of them. What what is all involved in property management? If somebody's building a, an apartment complex and they come into you and say, Hey, 
hey, we want you guys to manage this. What do you, what do, you do? Yeah, no, we would love to. That's that's exactly what we do. I mean, we uh, we market. Obviously, you see, we do a good job getting the you know getting the message out there. Uh, we find good tenants. We do screening. Uh, we help decide you know budgets and you know income and expense. They're all little businesses in and of themselves. And so we just run the day to day and make sure that the physical asset is taken care of and that the tenant base is taken care of and that we're collecting the income and paying the bills and all in all it's not rocket science but there's yeah. a million little pieces to it uh, yeah. which is what makes it yeah. complex yeah is it, is it mainly just an apartment complex you do or could, if somebody has a house a rental house yeah we they, manage we manage i'm glad you asked we manage uh, single family residential we manage small plex apartments we manage commercial buildings um so yeah we the whole gamut but we, we're really known for multifamily. but we do manage um homes and commercial businesses as well okay well i, I had a really good Freddie, you're actually part of the so I found a kicking cancer five years ago, and part of the founding board, um, he said that within our company, which is a nonprofit, he said our company R and D stands for rip off and duplicate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the and, best ideas are stolen. <laughs> yeah, well, and there's something that you guys do with your water bottles and then put an SMI on it. Well, my paying job with Surpro, I turned to my boss and I said, how often do we go out to, say, like Detroit when that was on fire to be there when those sure. houses? Yeah. So I said, why don't we go to Sandy and Brewing and have them put water in cans and do it. So, so we did a little rip off on your I idea. I love it. <laughs> Take like, that idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> it's like, we're going to be out here anyway trying to assist these yeah. people. And yeah. as opposed to bringing Kirkland water, why don't we bring out? Exactly. It's water's yeah. water, but bring yeah. a can that's yeah. got the Serpro yeah. name on it, right? Yeah. Doing something good and so advertising. I, I did, I did a little R&D <laughs> on you guys. <laughs> so, so Baron, uh, Gabe's attorney is standing right behind me here with an envelope. <laughs> oh, dang He's it. got an envelope for you. You might want to grab that envelope. I got, I got Nick on speed dial. He's the boss. <laughs> So what's coming up in the future for SMI? Well, we're uh, expanding. We're currently uh, Salem to Albany and maybe 25 miles east or west of the I-5 corridor. We are currently in the process of trying to acquire another company out of uh, Portland and Vancouver. That'll take us north. And uh, I think, you know, for now, that's about as, as big as I can think. But I want to grow the company. And more importantly, I just want to do a really good job. I want to I want to do the best job that we can. And I don't want to grow to the point where we can no longer do a good job. So the, the focus is on quality. And, uh, you know, as we provide a quality service, I think we'll continue to grow. Well, and I think you guys are, from what I can observe, you guys are doing it right because too many companies – they build before they have the infrastructure. And so what they have existing collapses because they're trying to get bigger before they're ready to handle what they already have. Very good point. Especially in property management, it's it's really tempting. You know, the model is to grow your door count to get as many buildings and owners as possible. And traditionally what happens is you expand beyond um, really what your infrastructure can handle and then you start to do a poor job. And so we, we're trying to stay out in front of it. We're fully staffed. We have a team of 50 maintenance people Nice. Um, and our office is ready. We could probably grow 25 to 50 percent without having to hire another person. So we're we're ready for expansion. We're not just expanding and then hoping that you know we can we can put out fires, so to speak, and until we can hire people. Yeah. And nothing's more frustrating than you expand and realize the infrastructure wasn't ready for the expansion. <laughs> exactly. And then you're behind the exactly. Ball. But it's also a leap of faith because it's a if you build it, they Huge will come. Sort of, sort of thing, right? Double-edged so. sword. Double-edged sword. <laughs> okay, Gabe, I got a I got a question for yeah. you, um, and and I've seen our ratings, so nobody's listening. So don't worry about this. <laughs> um, you guys manage that with the complex that I live in. Okay. And I opened my door the other day, and there was a three foot long snake standing there looking at me. <laughs> now, 
I don't know who I need to call, but if <laughs> I call you, Gabe, are you going to come over and get that snake out of Because I don't mess with snakes. I think I'd call 911, maybe. I, I did. I did. They, and they gave me your number. Oh, okay. Yes, I'll, I'll come over and okay, take care of that for you. I, he was looking right at me, and I'm thinking, oh, this isn't going to end well. I, I can't believe it was a three-foot snake of this city. It's, there, it's, it's, well, you know it was. But I, I, I got rid of it. I had the little seven-year-old girl, my neighbor, said, come here and get the snake. She picks up. She goes, let me take this home to my mom. Yeah, take it home to your mom. You know, I'm, so. I'm thinking that you should have an eye check because there's some depth perfection going on. Oh. seven-year-old, three feet is bigger than the seven-year-old. You got some depth perfection problems there, Terry. What's the problem? Let the, let the seven-year-old get it. She's going to pick it up. Let her have it. Hey, Gabe, what's the phone number? If people want to get in touch with you, uh, have your snakes removed. Yeah. <laughs> we're snakes we're uh, 503-585-6175. And and uh, smiproperty.com is the okay. easiest way to find us on the management side. And we're smire.com if you're looking to buy or sell real estate. And okay. if you call that number, it hit eight for snake removal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, get this, get this <laughs> All righty. Hey, Gabe, we appreciate you coming by here. And uh, if folks want to stop by here, your office is at, uh, what are you, 3625? 3625, yep. River Road, and you're, you're right here on the Terry Soul Show, Saltissimo, hey, that's on wrap Salem's up original radio station, 104.3 and 1220 AM, KSLM. I hope not. That's a wrap. Good job, folks. And we're off. Thanks, everybody.